Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, which is Christ the Lord. Will you please stand? The Lord be with you. May I welcome you very warmly to our service of Midnight Mass this Christmas night as we celebrate the birth of the Christ Child. Wherever you're listening from, it's wonderful to be able to share this very special event with you. 
We begin now with our opening prayer. Let us pray. Brothers and sisters in Christ, let us pray that God our Father will bless this crib and that all who worship his Son, born of the Virgin Mary, may come to share his life in glory. God our Father, on this night, your Son, Jesus Christ, was born of the Virgin Mary for us and for our salvation. Bless this crib, which we have prepared to celebrate that holy birth. May all who see it be strengthened in faith and receive the fullness of life that he came to bring who is alive and reigns forever. Amen. Let us pray. We say together, Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you, and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the words of the angel to Joseph. You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Therefore, let us seek the forgiveness of God, through Jesus, the Saviour of the world. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
eternal God, who made this most holy night to shine with the brightness of your one true light. Bring us, who have known the revelation of that light on earth, to see the radiance of your heavenly glory. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shined. Thou hast multiplied the nation, thou hast increased its joy. They rejoice before thee as with joy at the harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, thou hast broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the tramping warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and for evermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
a reading from the letter to Titus. For the grace of God has appeared for the salvation of all men, training us to renounce irreligion and worldly passions and to live sober, upright and godly lives in this world, awaiting our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Saviour, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all iniquity and to purify for himself a people of his own who are zealous for good deeds. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came for testimony, 
to bear witness to the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness to the light. The true light that enlightens every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world knew him not. He came to his own home, and his own people received him not. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh, and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. We have beheld his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Many years ago, we had a milkman. By the way, do any of you remember milkmen? I am aware that I live a somewhat unrepresentative and rarefied life here in the very heart of the City of London, so I may be hopelessly out of touch, but I genuinely can't remember the last time that I spotted a milk float, either here or elsewhere on my travels throughout the land, but I digress. Many years ago, we had a milkman who once said to me during the run-up to the December festivities, of course, Christmas is really just for the kids, isn't it? Fortunately for him, I recognised that his casual remark did not really warrant engagement in any kind of serious theological subject, so instead, I just smiled cheerily and let the moment pass. But I could not have disagreed with him more fervently. If, indeed, if anything, the exact opposite is the case. It seems to me that despite all the myriad nativity plays that take place throughout the realm each year, including, I have to say, our very own marvellous crib service here at St Bride's, in most respects, when taken at face value, the Christmas story is completely unsuitable for small children. The truth is that it is so familiar to us these days that it has lost its power to shock us, to startle and surprise us. So let's take a moment to step back and try to experience it afresh. It is the story of a young unmarried girl who becomes pregnant in highly dubious circumstances, circumstances that certainly don't involve her husband-to-be, who knows nothing about it and naturally assumes her to be guilty of infidelity. An imperial demand that all people travel to their ancestral home for purposes of taxation forces the two of them to travel a long distance, the young girl heavily pregnant. On arrival, there is nowhere for them to stay, so they have to resort to taking refuge in a filthy animal shed where the girl gives birth. 
The newly born child is visited by a disreputable band of ragamuffin shepherds, the dregs of society, who turn up unexpectedly, alleging some weird tale about an angelic messenger. And then to cap it all, a bunch of mysterious foreign astrologers turn up, having seen his birth written in the heavens. En route, they have visited the paranoid, bloodthirsty ruler of the realm, who is so threatened at the thought that a rival to him has been born that he determines to kill the baby and ends up slaughtering, uh, ordering the slaughter of all the newly born young boys in the land. Not really conventional bedtime reading, is it? But that is also what is so remarkable and so astonishing and so extraordinary about the Christmas story. It is all so tremendously subversive. The comfort that it brings us, for it is a story that truly is about hope, is deep, but it is also crisp and very uneven. Just imagine for a moment that you were a member of the Israelite people living at the time of Jesus' birth 2,000 years ago. Your country is in thrall to a powerful and brutal foreign force, the might of Imperial Rome. Little surprise then that the long-held conviction of your people that one day God would send a saviour who would liberate you, his chosen people, was close to your heart. It would of course have to be a great and powerful warrior to take on and defeat the terrifying force of your occupying enemy, obviously. And then one dark night hidden from view, the long-awaited Messiah, finally appears. And here he is, a baby. A baby. What possible use is a baby? How can a baby, helpless and defenceless and needy, take on the dark forces of our world? It will be years before he could even pick up a sword, let alone defeat the forces of injustice. But of course, therein lies the point, and that is why Christmas really is so amazing and so profound, because the Messiah comes not to resolve an historically specific political situation affecting one particular nation, but rather to achieve far, far more than that, because this Messiah has in fact come for the salvation of all, by transforming not political power, but the human heart, and to do so not by force, but by love. But what on earth does that mean? Such sentiments are all very fine, but how can they possibly translate into reality? How can they possibly combat the full horror of the aggression and cruelty and violence of which human beings are undoubtedly capable without resorting to yet more violence. Let me tell you, one of my favourite writers on Christian spirituality is the American Episcopalian priest and theologian Fleming Rutledge, to whom I owe the following extraordinary tale, which is absolutely true. For me, this story encapsulates so much of what we need to know about why the hope that we are promised at Christmas is a real hope 
and about how it can how it can be that the love of Christ really can take on the forces of darkness in a defiant spirit of love. In a very ordinary suburban district of an American town, there was a cul-de-sac of houses. One of the houses in that street happened to be owned by a family who were Jewish, the only Jewish family in that particular cluster of houses. One December, that family was celebrating the Jewish feast of Hanukkah, and to mark the event, they had put a menorah, the distinctive multi-branched candlestick, in their living room window. One night, something unspeakably and shamefully awful happened. Vandals smashed their front window, removed the menorah, threw it on the ground and painted a swastika on the side of the house. A cowardly example of the most raw, violent, anti-Semitic hatred. But the following night, every house in that cul-de-sac, every single Gentile home in that row of houses was displaying a menorah burning in its window. The neighbours of that Jewish family responded to that terrible attempt at aggressive intimidation, not with violence or with force, but with a most astonishing and overwhelming act of defiance that said this, shame on you. We stand shoulder to shoulder with our Jewish brothers and sisters, and in contrast to your hidden cowardice, your violence conducted anonymously and under cover of darkness, we are responding visibly and openly and courageously, knowing that we put ourselves at potential risk in doing so. Evil is always cowardly and evil squirms in the face of the truth, which is why its currency is subterfuge. But unless people of goodwill, people who are inspired by the love and grace of God, unless they rise to the challenge in order to keep hope alive and commit themselves to ensuring that ultimately love is far, far greater than any amount of violence or intimidation, then evil will get its way. As the famous saying, the original authorship of which is still disputed, goes, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. And that is also why the Messiah comes to us in the form of a helpless child, as one who needs something from us. We ourselves do not need to go out and to try to solve the world's problems alone. Of course not. But if, in the spirit of Christmas hope, we can do the little bit that we can, then God has a remarkable habit of taking it and running with it and turning our paltry offering into something far, far more significant. I shall close with another quote from Fleming Rutledge on this very theme. She writes this.
anything we can do, anything at all, however small or large, any deed of kindness or generosity or courage that eases the load of someone else or brings truth and justice to light is a sign of the advent of the one who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. And thanks be to God for that. Merry Christmas. Amen. Let us now stand and affirm our faith in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. As on this night, a child was born in the warmth of a lowly stable. So may we be so welcoming to receive Christ into our hearts, eschewing the trappings of class, wealth, race or tradition. For this humblest of children to the humblest of mothers. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. As on this night there were shepherds tending their flocks, who by the visitation of an angel went to worship the Saviour in a manger, so may we join in worship with that company of faithful servants, together with our families, the people of Fleet Street, our community at St. Bride's, and all our friends across the world, as we celebrate the miracle of creation and God's gift to all mankind. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. 
as on this night a new light was sent to the world that sat in darkness. So may that same light fill the lives of all who suffer the darkness of pain or suffering, all who are sick, who wait for operations, whose lives have been changed by illness or trauma, whose minds are troubled, and all who suffer the troubles of old age. May our carers and medical teams carry that light in their work, and may we share that light with them in all they do. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. As on this night, the angels brought a message of peace on earth. So may the souls of all those who we love but see no more be welcomed by the angels into the heavenly family where peace and joy are eternal. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. As on this night, there was a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and singing glory to God in the highest. So may our hearts and voices sing your praise in the remembrance of Christ on earth among us, in the company of friends and strangers, and in the sharing of bread and wine. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Will you please stand? Unto us a child is born, Unto us a son is given, and his name shall be called the Prince of Peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you.
Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. It is indeed right, it is our duty and our joy, at all times and in all places, to give you thanks and praise. Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. And now we give you thanks, because by the power of the Holy Spirit, he took our nature upon him and was born of the Virgin Mary, his mother, that being himself without sin, he might make us clean from all sin. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and singing.
Accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood. Who, in the same night that he was betrayed, took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of his kingdom, and with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Accept through him, our great high priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. We do not presume to come to this your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercies, 
We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table. But you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us.
Let us pray. God, our Father, in this night you have made known to us again the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Confirm our faith and fix our eyes on him until the day dawns and Christ the morning star rises in our hearts. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. incarnation gathered into one things earthly and heavenly fill you with peace and goodwill 
and make you partakers of the divine nature. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.